0: For another visit to the awesome village. My name is Greg and joining me is... Ryan. John. Glen. going. I still haven't gotten used to the round table, Ryan. I apologize. No, he's not a problem. This is we got here.
1: I mean, I don't really know. We're all equal now.
0: We need to lay our easy. swords across the table, like in first night. And Well, Glenn and I have lightsabers. We do. Oh, I, oh, I, I have my, my a new that hope that lightsaber. That don't count.
1: You need to get a real one made in Disney World. Why don't you go to Disney
2: World? Okay? I'm gonna get one made in two months um, because it's cheaper to go to Europe. But you don't get a lightsaber in Europe. I mean, you can go to. You know,
1: no, New you can't Empire. get one made.
0: I can. I don't, I don't know, know. I don't know if they have a I'll Galaxy's gather, Edge in Disney. They, they do. Actually, they redid their Space Mountain to be a Star Wars like Space Mountain, which is kind of cool. Star Wars Mountain. Uh, it's it's called.
3: Is it, it hyperspace mountain? Hyperspace mountain, yep. yes.
2: Except there? It's Les Space
0: Mountain.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Les Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call the Enterprise I don't know I didn't go to on Star Trek <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Uh,
0: yeah we're talking about like doing a day trip there and because uh, she's never
3: been to any Disney park I, I have a travel agent I could recommend you should get a lightsaber man.
0: well I mean we're, we're talking about going to the one in France where you you know well, if you can't get a lightsaber you should go to that one <laughs> Well, I mean,
3: I don't know. I do, I, I do hear that that one has the most unique of the castles, because... It does. Because it's in... Inf- it. Well, that and because it um it's something about the country of France has, like, specific regulations for castles. What do you mean you so- can
0: go in it? Like, it's a real castle? Like, the Sleeping like Beauty castle, you can go underneath it. And, and there's, there's a dragon, dragon underneath it. You can Super go Beauty underneath dragon. the one in... Well, well, like, the, And then you go inside of it, and it's two stories, <coughs> and there's a bunch of stained glass <coughs> windows. Yeah,
3: the one in France is different than any of the rest so of
0: it's So it's like a... A thing you can, like, walk around
3: in? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, because I think the, when they, because when I read Bob Iger's book, they talked about how, uh, when they were designing it, they, um I don't know, it was something when dealing with the French government, there's, like, a lot of s- strict regulations for castles. Do you and think it's, it's better? They said, we
0: want to build this castle, and they went, no.
1: <laughs> Do you think it's better that, to have a castle you can go walk around in, or just the... I thought it was kind of kind of magical in a way that <laughs> you were not allowed to go in the one in Florida. Just but well, you know that there's but, a there's a suite up there. It, yeah, like you know, and people,
3: there's the restaurant. Yeah,
0: but it's also there's still. I think it's magical that it's all like. It's it's skewed by your, your vision. Like it's a it's a trick. Yeah, it, because it looks bigger than it it, actually. It's is. called forced perspective. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Didn't we pass it when we were on our way
2: to our hostel?
0: No, it was uh, if
3: we, we were. We just
2: saw the signs for it, maybe.
0: Yeah, we saw the signs, and it was like, I think, a 20 minute drive away, and then it was a two hour drive to to Germany. That
2: hostel that they said was in Paris, but I'm pretty sure it was in 1980s Serbia.
3: <laughs> it was on, like, the outskirts yeah. of Paris. We're turning around. They're bringing us back to Germany.
0: <laughs> and I look when we would tell everyone that we, you know, that we had, there was a train strike and we had to stay in Paris. Like, oh, you got to stay in Paris for an I'm like, you don't un- <laughs> fucking understand.
2: We didn't stay in downtown Paris. No, we
0: didn't. And also. Like we didn't know if we were gonna be able to get on the fucking train the next yeah. morning. That was that was that was tense.
3: Yeah, but you can can can.
0: You guys been watching the World Cup.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I haven't been able to watch any of the games, but I've been trying to keep up on who's. What's your favorite country other than up. ours? In France. Should have known. <laughs> England. Well, I mean, also England. They have an affinity for England. England's pretty good.
1: You know what country I always love? What's I like pulling for in World Cup is Ghana. Ghana.
2: And I think it's they because they have good seen this
1: year. Actually, like they're ranked kind of low, but they, they keep, like, I think it's all because, I think it was like, maybe eight years ago when the U.S. played them. Like, I was just so impressed how good they are.
2: They're 2-0, oh, I think, right now. Mm,
1: I think they lost They lost their first match.
2: Oh, did they? Um,
1: they almost won, and then they, they won, actually, I think it was yesterday, or today they won. Um, so, by the time this episode comes out, I
2: don't know. Portugal beat Uruguay. Right? Were you happy about that? I didn't know
1: who to I don't, I, think,
2: I don't think Luis Suarez bit anybody this time. So.
1: I don't know. I, it was like the two teams I can't stand because I hate
0: Luis Suarez and I hate Ronaldo. Ron, can ask you a question? Do yes. you pronounce it Qatar or Qatar? It's Qatar. Okay.
2: The, the country, of, they were talking about this. The country was actually saying Qatar for a while, and now they say they prefer Qatar because Qatar sounds like gutter. And they um, like
0: well, it. with all the human rights abuses that happened getting this uh, World Cup off the ground. Not surprised.
3: Because when they pitched it to like host it, didn't they like have sketches of it looked like freaking coruscant well, from Star Wars. Watch the yeah?
0: John Oliver like episode that he did recently on the whole thing, and it's kind of funny because they they basically did this law where like you had to work, you had to ask permission from the government to leave, and most of the employees are from other countries. Oh. so they had, like yeah they had people working around the clock, and it, like six hundred people shared one kitchen. Oh. It was quite, quite the, uh, quite the craziness. That's yeah. a different kind of Hell's
3: Kitchen. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, um, it's funny. We we took a little road trip over the weekend, and the the ways that right now it uh, it sounds like a World Cup announcer.
1: Oh, does it? I got to yeah. change mine to say it's, that. It's funny. Mine
3: still sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you want I, to turn up here. It does. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's funny. It sounds like a World Cup announcer. Come on, Ryan,
1: make a turn. You should, the Arnold one is hilarious. He says, I don't. I don't use Waze So. Put the cookie down. Make a right it here. I insist.
3: Ovi uses Cookie Monster. I used to use that one. It is. It yeah. gets annoying. I used. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. For a yeah, while. Yeah, I man. did too. Yeah.
2: It was like that. Only lasted for like a month, or yeah. then it just went away.
3: They have a lot for their specials. Yeah. Long it, long. it was him or the guy that voiced the Riddler.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh. That actually kind of uh, reminded me, just as a as a random thing that the website cameo where you can like, get people you know yeah. oh, yeah. video messages and whatnot like there's a lot of people that i didn't expect to be on that website that are like if who? you had to get like you know someone's cameo who, who would you get i, I don't know but
2: i did i did just see a very funny video of uh, that somebody had posted that she got kaven novak to do one for her husband as nandor and it was it was awesome mm-hmm. that is all we should
1: oh, arnold shit, we should arnold or the rock
0: either one for me um,
3: no. you wouldn't want a an Nandor. I mean, who wouldn't? I don't know. Um, Fucking guy. I don't know. I, I kind of. I always had to think for Carrie Byron from the MythBusters. I think she does not Noted. I think I'm a rather Laszlo. <laughs> <laughs> Bat. Hello, old, old chap. I like it. I like it when you go there. It says browse the talent under one hundred dollars. So the bargain bin cameos. Okay, let's let's look who's, at that who's, list who's right who's now. Who's the bargain bin? Well, let's cameos. see we got in there
2: uh, like Kevin Sorbo and shit?
3: No, it's like Carrot Top is he still alive he, he is, is. Yeah. Um, he's
2: like all roided out last month he's like he, he is let's see. Say we have
3: someone a YouTube star named LA Beast I don't know him. one of the twins from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul Luis Manicata. Um an Instagram comedian called Brilliantly Dumb Mark and, McGrath Oh, 90, oh Sugar Ray uh, yeah oh. $90
0: Every That's... morning, there's a hey, hanging. Yeah, oh, shit. TV no, star it's a... Chris Hansen, is seventy-five you dollars. Get it for
3: Sosa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kurt Angle. He's only ninety dollars. Get it... it for Frankie. He, he's a hundred dollars even. Yeah, um, did you know he won the gold medal with a broken freaking neck? Who else we got? Any? Um Who's this guy? Robert Mashiko.
2: Oh yeah, the guy from uh <coughs> from Scrubs. Um, yeah. What's the crazy friend in, in Scrubs, the one that's the, the surgeon, that's like the, oh, the one uh, I
3: was around. Todd? Todd. Here you know, for $70, you could get NHL legend Sean Avery from the New York Ooh. Rangers. Ooh. There you go, Greg. You probably not know who he looks oh, like. Oh, here we go. $100 even. You I can think. get Malcolm McDowell. No! no! Do- Dr. Tolian Soren. <laughs> You've got Kalus. <careless. laughs> Time is the fire. In which we burn. It's like a predator stalking you. See who, the,
2: Montel Jordan?
3: Yep. This is how we do it. He's only 50 bucks. Whoa! That's a bargain. <laughs> William Duval. How
0: long do, do the, the, the $50 buy you, though? It's, I think, most of them were 30 seconds. That's 30 seconds? You can say a lot in 30 seconds. But here's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> you, no, like, Kevin Conroy was famous for going oh, over the time. So of here
3: approaches. you go. $70. Terry Farrell. So Judd nice. Zia Dax. Do they have to do what you tell them? 30 <laughs> seconds?
0: You, you give them notes, and then they, they make that. Like, so you say... Uh, hit on this, this, and this. Oh, look.
2: Scott Scott Winger from, how do you pronounce his name, from
3: Full House. The voice
0: of Aladdin.
2: Oh. He could do a thing as
3: Aladdin.
1: Yeah.
0: Is he the one who sings that horrible version of A Whole New World? No, they got someone else doing the singing. That's the, the, I can show show you you the world. (laughs) Don't you dare close your eyes. (laughs) Uh Hold your breath, it gets better. All
1: right, did we watch anything? We're going to still cameo all these people?
0: Well, oh. here, But here's the, thing. So that, that's, here's the thing. There's a
3: lot of them under $100 there. Wow. Yeah,
0: that's very surprising. I kind of think for your fantasy football league that the the loser should have to buy a cameo for the winner. That's not
3: bad. That's, the the Crypt Keeper. John Casera, the Crypt Keeper. That's not bad, actually, as a as a Oh, that guy. Man. Wasn't he in Peacemaker? Um, Yeah, Lachlan Monroe. R- yeah. He was the, one of the cops in Peacemaker. Oh, nice. He was the crazy, was it Dead Man on Campus? Dead Man on Campus, he was in a scary movie? Yeah. Man. Mm. Times are tough. <laughs> 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 this
0: man's tougher.
3: Yeah. And speaking of
0: tough, Pepsi wears my jet. I don't, I don't really know that's a very tough thing. Well, it's talking about jets, Ryan, and as um, we know. I uh <clears throat> who was it? Glenn, you sent the
3: message. Yeah, I saw it, yeah, yeah, I saw it first. Well why don't you tell us that? Okay. So me and Sandra we were just browsing the netflix one night looking for something fun to watch and um we came across this uh i think it's new i think it just came out a few weeks ago It is new. it was an ad for this documentary well it's a four point four part documentary series called pepsi where's my jet and one i don't know why they didn't just make it a full-fledged documentary because it's four parts but i think they're all like a half hour so it's about the regular length of a movie but um anyway back in the 90s uh, Pepsi was kind of known more for their ads than Coke because their big thing was Coke when it came to advertising Coke had the polar bears
1: Pepsi was more, probably the most prominent of yeah. any
3: corporation with their ads with and their yeah like they were like they always had a big Super Bowl ad they, they you know they big had celebrities big, yeah so they they were killing it with their ads and they were looking for something kind of new and refreshing because they were doing the Pepsi challenge in the malls yeah Rachel which I remembered. Which I remember doing in, in the Belle Promenade, and I suspect both of them so were Pepsi that So at my grandparents'
0: store, we actually, we did a whole thing. We had the cardboard cutouts of the Aha Girls, oh. and Rachel, we did the Pepsi Challenge
3: there. But, um, well, anyway, they, they came up with this idea to have a Pepsi catalog, where if you bought bottles of Pepsi or cases, you know, the cans or whatnot, you would get these Pepsi points, and you'd be able to trade these points in for things like t-shirts or leather jackets or sunglasses, you know, stuff like that. Um, And they were trying to think of a funny, like, ad to promote it, because they were known for their ads. So um, the ad that eventually was made was this really cool-looking kid, and he wakes up one morning, and he puts on his his Pepsi t-shirt, and like kind of like Mission Impossible style, the text comes up that says t-shirt, you know, like 150 Pepsi points. And then he puts on his cool pepsi leather jacket and it says you know pepsi leather jacket you know 1500 pepsi points and then uh he's leaving and he puts his sunglasses on and it's like sunglasses you 200 pepsi points and then it cuts to a school and all these kids are sitting there eating and all their test papers start flying away and he lands in a harrier jet and it says harrier jet seven million pepsi points and he gets out and looks at the cameras like be tried in the bus and the c- commercial cuts off
1: i don't remember this I remember commercial this commercial
3: so anyway, there's there's this guy named Michael Davis. I think it's, no, wait, wait, no, wait no, no, I'm sorry. John Leonard is the kid's name. Oh. John Leonard is this guy. He's 20 years old, living in Seattle at the time, going to college. And he's like trying to be a, you know, I think he's a business major. And he the first time he had heard about this commercial, he was drinking a a, a Pepsi. And somebody that he was working with said, um, uh, uh, can I have your Pepsi points or the, the label? And he's like, why? And he's like, I'm saving up for the jet, man. And he's like, what? And he saw the commercial and he was like, he was amazed that there was no like fine print or anything. So it just sort of by happenstance, he, uh, he his like hobby was uh, climbing. Like he was a big mountain climber and he had become friends with this kind of eccentric businessman that was a millionaire just from climbing these mountains with him. <coughs> so he went and he told this guy, and he's like, look. And they, you know, they saw the the ad and they kept watching it and they're like, "There's no fine print or anything." And they were trying to figure out how much it would cost for them to get seven million Pepsi points. And um, the millionaire guy was like, "You know, I know this kid was in business school, so I kind of used it as homework." I'm like, "Go ahead, go home, make a make a pitch and everything." And you know, if I'm your investor, pitch why I should you know pay to get these Pepsi points. So he goes home and he like, you know, puts together a whole presentation and. When he pitches it it's like they couldn't justify it so you know he was he was kind of um distraught that he wasn't going to get his jet but then um he was checking out at like a convenience store and they had the little catalogs of the stuff you can order and when he looked he was just sort of flipping flipping through the catalog and he noticed at the back of the catalog was this little thing where if you had some pepsi points but not enough like if you really wanted the leather jacket you could buy pepsi points for 10 cents a point so when he saw that he went and he when he told the guy and he said it would cost them $700,000 to get 7 million Pepsi points and a Harrier jet at that time was worth $32 million. So they cut the check for $700,000 and they sent it to Pepsi. And they sent them uh, two gift certificates for two cases of Pepsi and they didn't cash the check. They were like, ha funny joke. And they ended up going to this giant legal battle with, with Pepsi <laughs> about the uh, this ad, and then eventually they changed the ad to first they changed it to seven hundred million points, and then they put a little parentheses after that said "just kidding." And I'm not going to give a whole lot else away, but this documentary it's it's a lot of fun, mostly because <laughs> the the characters involved in it, which are real human beings, are very charming and very entertaining. Well,
1: I watched the first episode and part of the second one, and like I don't understand how Pepsi. Maybe they explain it. Like, why did they not just put like in in fine print.
2: This
1: they get into all. of Oh, things. they do. So, yeah. Because like, I, I remember watching the first episode. I'm like, and they were just sort of like, oh, you know, everybody's gonna know it's a joke. I'm like, well, what, what planet are they coming Well, from? they
3: get they get into all that, and they get into like cool. the fact that the, the ad was mostly targeted at children yeah. and tween, and tweens kind of thing. But it's it's four episodes. I don't know if it necessarily needed to be four episodes, but I, I watched it. Yeah, I think
2: it could have been three episodes, but it was still it was still entertaining. You
1: think yeah. they they did it that way because. People are more into binging Netflix stuff as Possibly. opposed to
3: documentary movies. That's a that's a good that's a good possibility. Yeah. But um, I, I really enjoyed this. It's a very interesting story. Um, it's
2: one of the like lighter documentaries that they. Yeah,
3: it's fun.
1: Do y'all think y'all could really do a taste test and, and not know which one is Coke, which I one is think I, I
2: think I would know it.
1: I would know oh,
3: instantly. It. I mean, that's what I remember when I was a kid doing it, and I I remember just. I went when I when I pointed to one, they pulled it out and it was Pepsi, and I was wondering if they were both Pepsi.
2: And it's not really which one do I prefer because I actually like them both. I now, like Pepsi, I but... Know, but I just I know what they taste like. I mean, but I... that's
3: the one kind of thing in the documentary. Like every single person they interview, they make them do the Pepsi challenge, like intermittently throughout the the four part documentary. But. um it's really, like, the, the millionaire guy, he's very charming, and they're, you know, going through their different lives, and the stuff, like, what they're doing now, what they were doing in the 90s, but I would, I'd recommend this, it was a lot of and fun. And there's
2: a, another interesting thing, which I won't get into any details about, but they start talking about other contests that Pepsi has put on around the world, and how they've kind of reneged on some of the stuff, and there's one in the Philippines, it's oh. like, it's insane, like, the stuff that happened. Like, people it. died. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But, um... Coke is better.
2: <laughs> I agree.
3: <laughs> Although, Diet Pepsi's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, I like Pepsi. I'm just, yeah. Coke is weird. If I go
2: somewhere to order of Coke and they're like, oh, we have Pepsi. A lot of them, I'm just like, okay. I'll take a Pepsi. That's yeah, exactly. I'm not
1: going to actively see Coke. Didn't you have Coke? a friend who, like, when they asked him, is Pepsi okay? He like, no, it's not fucking okay. It's a completely really different drink. <laughs> Want something else? I feel else. like
2: yes, and I don't remember who that was, though. Probably somebody I went
3: to. I hear fan. it goes good with ring things. <laughs> no way wine is better than Pepsi. <laughs> well anyway, it's on Netflix. I would recommend watching this. It's fun.
0: And when you're on Netflix, you can slide on over to a not-so- uh, well, not so fun documentary, uh, called I Am a Stalker. It's a series on Netflix. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is six episodes. Is it new? It's relatively new. It's within the past few weeks. So um, is each episode about each a stalker? Each episode is a different person that's connected to stalking. And for some reason, a lot of them are in Missouri. But, uh, it's a show-me state. Yeah, you know,
3: show, show <laughs> it's, all, a lot. it's all those people in Branson. If
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, We've talked about it before, but I'm, I'm very fascinated by like mental health issues that we have. And it, it's kind of weird because I think we probably have more stalkers per capita than many other countries. I'd, I'd be interested to kind of run the numbers on that. They actually do a, a statistic where like there's like s- some ridiculous amount of a number of stalking cases, and only a certain like a, a small percentage of them are actually like investigated. Um, but yeah, each episode follows a particular story, and some of them get really, really out there. There's actually one with a, a woman that was doing stalking of a of, a, of an ex's. Uh, of, of her ex boyfriend or her boyfriend's ex wife and all kinds of stuff, um, but if you're not hooked after the first one, you you, you probably wouldn't be. Um, but that first story is actually like I I, I was sitting there watching it. Man, this is some crazy shit that happened to these people. Have you guys ever had a stalker?
1: I don't think so. I, mean, I had a just you. I I don't know if you call it a stalker. I had a crazy girl that was kind of obsessed with me. Like when I was I don't know that. Which one? What are you uh, thinking of?
2: One, like, maybe three or four years ago.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Well, oh. you're here?
2: All right, well, then I don't know what you're talking about. Well, when I was younger,
1: like, I, I was, I remember I was sort of dating this girl, and I remember uh, I was at my, mo- I was still living with my mom at the time, and, um, um, like, we had talked to the phone, and. I know who you're talking about. I don't it's it. No, it's oh. not the one. I know who you're thinking. Oh, about. okay. Yeah, she was kind of crazy too. But no, not, is, there's
0: a lot of like potential <laughs> candidates. Yeah. So no,
1: funny. I don't think I ever told you all about this girl, but uh, she uh, my one of my sister's girlfriends came over to the house and and was just hanging out with my sister, so uh, I got a phone call from this girl I was dating. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Nothing. I'm home." She's like, well, "Who's there?" I'm like, "Nobody." She's like, "You're a liar. I know someone's at your house." I'm like, "Not to see me." I was like, I think my sister's friend might be. I'm like, I'm like oh, wait, how the fuck do you know somebody's at my house? And she's like, and basically I found out she was outside in her car just watching my house to see if anyone was going to come over.
3: Was it secretly Skeet Orange? <laughs> no,
1: it wasn't. I want to know who I'm looking at.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that's more of like a girlfriend obsessive thing when you're younger. I don't know if you call but it that's stalking. The funny thing about this documentary, though, is it, it toys with that. Like, what behavior crosses the line? And the one like all the soccer seemed kind of surprised at what they were doing with stalking yeah like the first guy's like apparently stalking is like you know uh, two or more unwanted contacts and I'm like yeah well, if you keep asking a person out and they keep saying no you're being a bit obsessive and you need to stop I don't know it depends on how you
1: do it like if you come across like I don't know you could do it in sort of like a like a charming way you know like I, I don't know. It depends on how you, you do it. Like, you can ask somebody out, and they're like, oh, I don't know. I think we should just be friends. And you can sort of continue to maybe joke and about
0: then, it. And then over later on, like, so this is, the, this is my bar for it. Like if I ask someone out and they say no, let's just be friends, or whatever. I'll be like, okay, cool, and we continue to develop things. And if things get to a point where it's like it seems like that friendship is turning, then I'll ask them again. But if they keep telling me, nah, I just want you, to- I mean, I'm
1: with you. Like I, I there's
0: a there's a, a line that's a little too many like, years ago.
1: There was this girl I was interested in. I didn't have her phone number, but we were social media friends. So I sent her an Instagram DM that I wanted to ask her out, and she never answered it. And I was like. That's my answer. I get it, right? And I, I mean, we're still social media friends. I never once bothered or asked her ever again. I get that, but I think some people not. I mean, I'm with you. I agree with you, but I'm saying I, don't, I think some people try to. Well, just, and
0: I think that's the problem that those gray areas are where people live. And I, you should probably watch this. I think, and also Crystal would probably. You know, the, the funny thing though about Netflix
1: is they have too many series. I think that are that sound similar, like the stalker one the serial killer ones. It's like, they look, I'm just saying oh, even like, the, the Africa, I know what you mean. Like they look the, the same, look the same and I'm wondering if I've already seen it. I so. think
3: that's why we picked the Pepsi one. Cause <laughs> <laughs> we definitely didn't see the one on Pepsi. It says Pepsi. <laughs> Try.
0: But yeah, give it a watch. I'm curious to see what you would yeah, think, think I will. of it. Um, well, there's a couple of other things that, uh, you know, I think you should watch Ryan. Um, and if this one doesn't make you want to become best friends with the person who inspired, uh, you know, Glenn's wife to have a baby, um, Chris Hemsworth has oh. a new show on the Disney Plus. Limitless. Called so. Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. Now, this was one where we saw, like, the trailer came up when we were, you know, sick this past week. Uh, to that Geo. Yeah, and, and Heather and I were like, let's give it a watch. <coughs> we, we, we watched we the first not, two. We've seen...
3: Five of the six. So okay. I'm
0: about to say how many came out.
3: There's six. Six. Did they put them all out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's in that geo thing. They put all of them out. So, so yeah, we watched the first two. Chris
0: Hemsworth is basically an individual who's curious about, you know, living as long as he possibly can. Apparently, it's so, not going to be very long. Well, look, you, you learn throughout this documentary some of the things one can do. That's. That I heard the whole thing about what his.
3: Oh, his his genetic. Yeah, that's uh, kind of sad.
1: Yeah.
0: Would y'all want to know something like that? I mean, well, here's here's the thing, but the I, you don't have the full context because I know what you're talking about. So they're basically segmented into different things. The first episode is about stress.
3: That, how'd you like the uh, the the crane test at the end?
0: Oh, I I was shitting
3: myself. For <laughs> I'm just watching it. So, but
0: honestly, like I, it's kind of funny because you know, funny you should mention that one of the things. And again, I I have you were the first person I thought of. Oh, I, I was the first person I thought of. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my shit trail. Was here. <laughs> so, um, one of the things they talk about though is is. You know, that mind over matter type thing with, with that kind of stuff. And one of the things I looked at, I looked at my wife, you know, when we finished watching it, and I said, I think what I'm going to have to start doing is trying to use some of those techniques because I, I remember, like, when I went to the Eiffel Tower with John and Karen, I got up there and I did a lot better than I thought. I was like, oh man, cool. I'm, you know, I'm up here, I'm looking at out on the sides. It's because I'm, you're in I'm, France. I'm on the edge. But wait, when we went for the honeymoon, I was like, oh, cool, this is going to be fine. I did it before. When we walked out onto the thing, my legs, I could feel every, th- I could feel the things the sway, in in the tower. Maybe it was just because my movies. legs were like rubber. He knew I was there to protect him. <laughs> that's what it was originally. He was in France.
3: Well, this one, this, this one's in Australia, so yeah. maybe he'll, he'll and he, be does like,
0: he does a crane walk <laughs> off of a, of a building. But that's the thing. Like I think, in my in my mind, I know. And, and, and John's cousin Sean tried to tell me. He's like, once you get past twenty feet, it's about the same chance for para- paralysis or death. <laughs> and he's like, so once once you pass twenty feet, it's all the same. And uh, I get it logically, but it's just an emotional thing. So I think what I have to kind of tar- start doing is talking to myself and saying, you know, I'm cheating myself out of a good experience by having this, this moment, and I need to kind of, like, process it out and, and talk to myself. They, they teach this box breathing technique, yes, which I've been, been practicing with. It actually works really, really well. You, you've s- been
1: practicing box breathing? Yeah. To do what? To reduce stress. In what's, what situations? Also, also,
0: like, like, it, so it's
1: something that you can use in, any yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard stress. of box breathing? No, it, it, so, it, it almost looks like Lamaze
0: Yeah, it's well, they <laughs> call it a box. Now I'm picturing like
1: Greg just sitting on the floor at work doing of or stupid customers aggravating him. It like, it's just, I need a minute. And he yeah, sits yeah, down yeah. and starts doing,
3: or Lamazda, or, 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 or La as or Giovanni Robisi said.
0: Apparently, I lifted it, in, uh, my watch, uh, looked up on Wikipedia. Lamazda, commerce. Oh, you talked about customers.
3: Um, but anyway yeah that's it's, it, i mean it's not lamaze but it's like a it's a, it's you you, it's, breathe, you breathe in for 4
0: seconds So you're like and then you hold for 4 seconds and then you breathe out for 4 seconds and you hold for 4 seconds and then you breathe in so it's like the, you're creating like this this box
2: that's, that's
0: it that's that's, what, that's all that what you do and it reduces your somebody, heart rate really quickly somebody made money off that <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I, I got an idea breathe in for 4 seconds and breathe out for 4 seconds
3: it's similar good. to what Deanna Troy told Barkley to do when yeah. he didn't want to get in the transplant, minus the plexing. <laughs> yeah. But um, so
1: it's all it's episodes like this, like all right. The so the first ones about shit?
3: the first ones about it's about tricking your body to living longer. Well, it's
0: it's the, the, it's
3: like it's like hacking your body. Right,
0: it's doing doing different processes that we've discovered because think about this, and this is something that kind of came up when when I was talking to a couple people about this, but like when we were like you know. Our ancestors were were walking around, hunter gathering, like we didn't do all the stuff we do did. now. We didn't have all like even modern medicine, um, is to attack problems that were created from modern issues. So like a lot of our body can respond in different ways. Like for example, uh, intermittent fasting, like you and I have, have dabbled in and whatnot. The whole reason you do that is because it creates a, a repair response in your body's cells. Yeah. And they talk about one of this – there's a fasting episode.
3: Yeah, that's the third episode.
0: And it basically like uh, – they, they talk about how they have, you have these zombie cells that are damaged and that's why you age because they basically are sitting there and they're infecting other cells. So when you go through that autophagia stage with intermittent fasting, you actually trigger your body to start repairing those cells and purging them. They actually cannibalize those cells and use them to rebuild other things. Yeah, I mean fasting in general, like – that,
1: that's the whole thing. But,
3: but yeah, like, the first episode goes into the fight-or-flight response yeah. where, um, I mean, it, it was, like you said, it was from, you know, when you would see a woolly mammoth come in that, that you would either run or you'd have to fight, and if you're constantly stressed and the fight-or-flight is constantly active in your brain... never leaves your body. And then it eventually poisons you, your body. Um, Like, the second episode's about shock with temperature, yeah. and he goes to... It's funny, they bring Thor to Norway. Yeah. <laughs> and he... And he brings his his two brothers with him, and he goes for a little swim in in, in the ice with with the lesser Hemsworth and his and, and, and Luke. <laughs> so y'all enjoy it. It's I, interesting. It's a very good show, and, and Chris Hemsworth's just so charming. He's
0: extremely. Yeah, labeled. he was
3: really good in that that shark one that I watched. Yeah, he's just so charming.
0: Yeah, like you, you. Not that I didn't want to hang out with him before, but you kind of like. You see, like he—he's a—he's a, he's a really—it seems like a really good dude. Yeah, he yeah. seemed like to he's, look
1: at him, you'd think he'd be one of those pretentious sort of dudes. He just bats. seems very genuine.
0: He, yeah, he even he talks is. about in, in the stress episode how he—the reason he got into acting was so, so he could pay off his parents' mortgage. Yeah, he was worried about them being in debt forever, and I am like, man, I didn't know that about him.
3: He talked about how when he talked to his dad, and he's like, "So when are you going to be able to stop working and retire?" And his dad told him, "Never." I mean, he could have just been a male prostitute; he'd have had it paid off by now. Well,
0: I mean, he has it paid off now by being Thor. Yeah,
3: yeah I guess. That took
1: a long time. Could have done it in a few months. <laughs> Who wouldn't have paid money to have
0: sex with him? <laughs> well,
3: he's, well, he's got a hammer and an axe. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: And cool. Yeah. But yeah, definitely give it a watch. It, it it's six episodes. We the final one we kind of saved. Like, last night I was very tired, and I was like, you know what, I got I to get some sleep. So we saved the final one. We're gonna watch it.
3: The shock one I thought was interesting. The shock was on very interesting.
0: The the next one after that is the the fasting, and then there's one on strength, and like. Really good
3: show. Yeah. It's on, it's on the Disney Plus.
0: On the Disney Plus. And speaking of the Disney Plus, Zootopia.
3: Zootopia Plus. Oh, Zootopia Plus. On yes. Plus. So, yeah. Um, we watched this with uh, with Felicity. Um, so, yeah, it's been a while since Zootopia came out. I can't even... It, was it like 2016, 2015? Oh, yeah. Zootopia came out. It's been a while. Well, um, Zootopia Plus, it's a new Disney Plus show. All the episodes, they're relatively short. I want to say they're maybe about... 10, 15 minutes each. And um, there are these little episodes that kind of expand on different things that happen in Zootopia. Like, for example, um, at the beginning of Zootopia, the, um, Jennifer Goodwin's character, the uh, Judy Hop, she gets on a train to go to the big city for her first job. And in this, uh, the first episode, called Hop on Board. And it's what ha- this little adventure her parents get into after she leaves. So it's these little funny little snippets of um kind of minor characters from the Zootopia film and I'm gonna say it's hilarious like I was laughing my wife was laughing our daughter was laughing we were all cracking up laughing at these episodes and they're not very long they're really funny um I kind of want to refresh my memory on some of the stuff from Zootopia because it it has been a while since I've seen it but even though I wasn't like 100% familiar like right off the top of my head oh this is you know that's what happened to this character. I, we were able to watch the whole thing. They're they're really funny. Like I said, the first episodes about Judy's parents. Um, there's an episode that spoofs um the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's like the the real rodents of Rodentia. There's one called The Godfather of the Bride, and that looks like that's spoofs The Godfather. There's one called Duke the Musical. There's this like little weasel, and he like sings about his life. There's um, Do You Think You Can Prance, of one of the police officers in Zootopia auditioning to, for a uh, So You Think You Could Dance type show. And then the final one is called Dinner Rush, and it's about the sloths, which that one is so funny. But um, they're really funny. They're really short, especially if you have kids. I highly recommend these. They're, they're really funny.
0: Um, well, we're continuing on this Disney Plus train. And a show that I haven't – okay, let me rephrase this. So the other night um, I decided I haven't watched a single episode of Andor. Um, I decided I was going to – I think I, I, you wife, could binge it now. Yeah, my wife went to go to hang out with a friend for a little bit because we were, we were clear of, of the, the COVID and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm going to play some video games for a little bit, and I broke open a bottle of wine. So I bought a bottle of wine into this. I finished playing my games. I'm like, I'm going to watch Andor. And I put the first episode on, and I, was, I knew that I was enjoying pieces of it, but I was also a little tipsy. So I got to the end of the first episode, and I'm like, oh, of course, cool. so I had to stop. So I didn't, I have to go back and watch this <laughs> I think, again. I think I have to stop. Because I started my second bottle of wine, and my friend called me, and so she and I were talking on the phone for a bit. But uh, you guys take me through that, why I should What kind of wine? This. Was it red or white? Uh, I started with a red, and then I had a rosé. Oh, okay. Was it good? Oh, delicious. That there's so, actually, is it actually California or, or Europe? Um, the, the, it was a Cabernet Sauvignon for Some the red. No, it was a Cabernet Sauvignon from California. It was a Napa mm-hmm. Valley. Oh, Napa Valley, nice. Um, and then the 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 rosé that I had is actually very cheap. You can get it at Walmart for like eight
3: bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the, you start with the expensive one, and then you follow it up with the yeah, the, it, the cheap the cheap shit because you can't take it's called it. viel Ferme and it's a a, a French rosé. There you go. Yeah. It's got
0: a big chicken on the front. Chicken.
3: There you go. Wonder if it goes good with chicken. Coke. It's a Coke. Cook okay. over, there. so so it's Andor, it's Andor,
0: yeah. Tell me why I should uh, should go back and finish it because Be- it's really good because <laughs> it's
3: really freaking
1: good. Um, I didn't love it. Okay. Um, I, I liked it. Um, so it, it, I'll, I'll I'll address a couple of things I have.
3: Um, so Putty's gonna tell us why he hated it.
2: No, I, I... no, you hated it. You just said you hated it. I, I literally didn't say it. You, you that. said it. You you hated it. Why'd you hate it?
1: <clears throat> okay, so... <laughs> yeah, Ryan. The first half of the show, um, it's like... You
2: clearly hated it as much as I hated that last season of Cobra
1: Kai.
0: It's yeah. Really yeah, you fun. you said that. I know. Yeah, that's I,
2: why, that's I, what I'm I, saying. You I, hated I the actors so bad. What people can't, can't
0: see right now is the look on Ryan's face <laughs> when you know he's he's got. I'm not got. You, you've been uh, John said that he hated it. I didn't say that I hated it. You, you did, though. <laughs> you just anyway. why you hate Ryan?
1: Well, okay, so the whole... I mean, and Greg, you saw it in the first episode, it's it's Andor gets recruited to go on this job, um, and he basically takes it just for the money.
2: He, that doesn't even happen in the first episode. Because uh, remember, the three episodes came out at once. Remember and that it wasn't it? Was, no, but that guy he he didn't show up in the first one. He doesn't get recruited. He, he doesn't, doesn't. This he, is he, what I remember the, from the, the third first third episode.
0: Yeah, he's drunk. He I remember drunk. that yeah, I he remember he, shit. He, kills, <laughs> he kills some people and he tries to get his friend to help him cover it up and there's some other, like, officious prick in the, the yeah. planet that he's on that's yeah. like, okay. why are we ignoring this? And the other guy's yeah. like, just, it's fucking shit happened, man. Brothels and okay. stuff. Okay. well no, I'm not saying, like... Oh, only, gotcha. Remember, because yeah. it was like, yeah. I was yeah, only yeah, yeah. watching a movie. Yeah, yeah
3: it, it, it dropped the first right. three. So. Okay, so
1: he gets recruited for a job. He doesn't really care about anything. I think he just wants money. And I, and I get all that. And then, like, the first half of the show is about the execution of this job. And then, like, what happens to Andor afterwards, I understand what they were doing, and they were trying to establish his reason to hate the Empire.
3: It shows how a regular person can get ra- radicalized. Yeah,
1: and it was... It, I mean, when you put it that way, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs>
3: did, did I just sway him by I mean, one sentence? No, I mean... I, that, you <laughs> might have.
1: But, I mean... He's I, not wrong. He's not, and it just it took a little while for me to get there. Uh, I didn't really like it's, how... It,
3: it's a slow burn, kind of like House of Dragon was. A little bit, yeah.
1: Um, I didn't like how, in the first episode, it opens with his quest to find his sister. And in just a throwaway line, he's, later on, he just said, don't worry about that. Just forget about that. Now, that may be revisited in season two. Yeah, there's a second season. So, again, I'm not, but I mean, I didn't really like how something that seemed really important to him was just sort of tossed away. Now, the character Greg was talking about is that asshole character. Who I think they're, they're. They're going to do big things with him in season two. Which I, I don't like at all because, look, I get that we're trying to make a grounded... well, And we were just
3: talking about stalking, and I think this guy is a classic stalker. Well, not well that, that came across later.
1: I, my, <laughs> that didn't bother me so much as—and I, I get they're trying to make a grounded Star Wars show to show you things you've never seen before. I don't need to see a guy with mommy issues eating his blue milk cereal— Every day with his mom. Who I, I really some, wanted some cocoa puffs after that. Yeah. That was really annoying to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm always a, one. Cocoa I'm part. like, why the and, fuck are we watching? And, this? and
3: his mom was that one from Harry uh, Potter. Harry Potter yeah.
2: Mrs. Fig.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I, I didn't like that. I didn't see the point to it. Yet. I mean, I think the point was just to show you stuff that you would probably see in real TV shows that you're finally seeing in a Star Wars show.
3: Yeah. Well I, well, I just well, did I mean, need it. Aunt Beru made Luke, Luke's like fried eggs. This guy, she just makes cereal.
0: Well, I mean, there up- were
3: multiple scenes.
0: <laughs> of wait, you, you bring up a good point, and that's the thing. Like, there's that delicate balance, yeah. and I think Disney's been trying to find it for a while between like <clears throat> what Star Wars fans want traditionally, and then where you kind of get outside the lines of it. And Rogue One was very much. Uh, that kind of spirit, where you, you basically had, it felt very Star Wars, but it felt vastly different from what we've yeah. seen before. And, and I'm not opposed to And that's a delicate that. balance to find. And, and,
3: and I will say, this is the first Star Wars project that little kids will, it, it's not, well, little kids will not get this. I mean, this and here's what
1: I can tell you about this. Like, the viewers for this show are, like, the worst for any Star Wars show. But I think the reviews from fans and critics are probably one of the highest but
3: not a lot of people were are watching Andor. Now maybe they will now that it's done. I, I yeah, I, th- I think the it's it's catching on. It's it's like the spark that eventually becomes the flame.
1: That's from the Last Jedi, right?
3: <laughs> but Here, I, again, I didn't bring it up. But here's
1: what I will tell you, and I, and I told this to John, and this is just my opinion. My favorite show
0: was Obi wan just because. But but, but so do you? But you bring up a really good. This is the problem that I have with people like talking about fan service or this, that, and the other thing, or Star Wars fandom. There's a reason that you gravitate towards that, and again, more product with, of different types. That's a thing for you, right? There's kids that grew up with Obi-Wan or that version of Obi-Wan that they're going to gravitate towards that. They're people that the Mandalorian is their story. Right, and that's yeah. what I was going
1: to say. Like, I, I Obi-Wan's my favorite, but I recognize the Mandalorian, I think, is the best that they've done. Well,
0: but, but also, like again, like there's that thing where like I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan. I, I grew up with fucking Return of the Jedi sheets. That being said, just like with, with Lord of the Rings, I can be critical of it. Like, the Hobbit movies were not the greatest movies. You know, the the, the Lord of the Rings series, I didn't – I stopped watching because House of the Dragon was on. I'm going to go back and watch it. But, like, I, I can be critical of, of different things that that are around – like, Doctor Who is a good example, too. I can tell you when there's a shitty episode of Doctor Who versus mm-hmm. when there's a good one. And it's the same thing with, like, I think Star Wars, we as fans have protected it for far too long. that You can't say anything slightly – critical of it but then
3: it goes the other way too it does
0: it does go the other way but again it's it's not a it's not an equal thing like we like we we have to kind of disabuse ourselves of the notion that if it's art we can criticize it or it's just a kid's story with with space wizards so you can't have it both ways so just looking at it again i find the entertainment i can find i'm probably if there is a ryan johnson trilogy i'm not gonna watch it
3: and And that's okay i'm not gonna
0: watch it it's not my star wars it's not the kind of things that i like but even though... I've seen what he's done with it already, but even and I though, fucking it, can't stand. Well, it.
1: Well, I, I I, mean, I understand you didn't like what he did with the original characters, but you don't think, because you like his original work, the fact that it would be something... Rose Tico's
0: a new character. I saw what he did with her. I prefer... Like, like, honestly... But I
3: if, to... he, if he... Just for example, if he were to do something in another galaxy, another... That's what like, I was gonna at, say. Like, completely new...
0: which like just the... happens to be in the Star Wars so universe. You wouldn't even give him a chance? I, I, I mean, which is fine if know. you know. Okay. Um, it, and here, This is, again, the reason why. So the reasons that you're describing in another galaxy and another thing, but it's in the Star Wars universe, it's so far removed at that point. I see what he thinks of Star Wars. He thought he had to deconstruct it. Like, he, I see what he thinks of Star Wars, and it's not my cup of tea. So why would I go through it? Now, again, I'm going to watch Glass Onion. I enjoyed Knives Out. I don't think it's as brilliant as everyone thinks it is. But I, I, but Glass Onion, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that. I like his other non-Star Wars stuff, but his I mean, Star Wars, he's, he's, his, his, his reticence. Like they asked him recently, what he learned from, and he's like, to work with Kathleen Kennedy and how great a relationship it is. And Does that what uh, he sounds like? He, yeah, he, If you ever heard him talk, he's, <laughs> he, he doesn't sound like he that t- Sounds like he's uh, take a little helium in. But um, yeah, like it's, it's probably something I'm not gonna watch.
1: Well, I, I'll tell you this, like I, I, a lot of the things that I've read online from fans about what they love about Andor. It's it's like they were talking about how, oh, it's great to see like, you know, the, the political aspect of this and I'm like, These people didn't watch the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars had specific I, story so that's, arcs. That's the
0: problem I have too with people saying that, Oh, I just have a problem with, with uh the sequel trilogy because there's women and whatnot. I'm like, We had Leia the entire time. We've always had strong female characters. Like there's an entire story arc in, in about um, them trying to create more clone
3: troopers and, yeah. and how they're trying to defeat the bill. I'm like, that's
1: all cool political stuff that was already oh, but, there. But, <laughs>
0: look at the, look Phantom
1: Menace.
3: But yeah. Yeah. That was about, yeah, taxation and stuff. But the one thing that's cool about Andor that I will say that we've never really seen, you get to see a side of the Empire that they've never showed before.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of cool Be- stuff. Because
3: like we've seen a lot of the military stuff with the Empire. Yes. But you never really saw the oppression. And, I like... and
0: I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it reminds me of things like Valkyrie.
3: Yes. Where well, it does you, have you a very the, Valkyrie the feel to it. You look at the German side
0: of things, and you you kind of see the and, other side of people who are like, look, we're just trying to get fucking and, by, and we're involved and, in this um, fucking empire.
3: And this And the planet that you saw in the first episode, it really gets into, like... I don't know, like the traditions and the... uh, There's some really cool world building with this culture on this planet. There's kind of
1: a throwaway line in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series when they're... I think in episode one when they're having that dinner party and somebody's like, oh, it seems like the Empire is finally turning us a profit and stuff. Little throwaway lines like that are really crucial in Andor because you see some characters who are sort of thriving from the Empire and other ones who are trying to plot and actually trying to figure out what they want to do.
3: Right. And, And again, this is just... With the with the Cassian Andor character, it's just really cool to see because they show you know he grows up as this this immigrant that um, you know he's a refugee basically and how he goes from this regular person just trying to live until to the leader you know this rebellion the leader in the rebellion, um, but then we get into some other cool characters like the Ellen Skarsgord character. That's awesome. He's so cool, uh, Luthen Rail. Did it, do you find it? Did either of you guys think it took away knowing what happens
1: to Cassian? Not really.
0: No. Honestly, I in fact one that I ever find that knowing what happens to in, I, It's it, that's a good question, but I, I it's rare that I find knowing what it, happens to a character really you knew impacts what happens to Obi-Wan, you yeah.
3: yeah And well, in fact, I will say knowing, like the circumstances of what happens to him in Rogue One, made one scene. I'm not going to give anything away, even more emotional. I thought the beach, yeah, yeah. But um, and I will so say, Luth- the beach with Coolio. That's right, P H A T, pretty hot and tempting. But um, <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård's Luthen Rail, his ship might be my new favorite. Yeah, like Star Wars why ship.
1: hasn't that ship been featured more? Jesus, it's,
3: it's, it was so cool. Um,
1: they could have won the war just using that ship.
0: It can only be done once, like you know the Haldome. And, and,
3: and I'm That's gonna true. say, and I'm gonna say this like whenever the, million shot, whenever the Emmys come around, you know they have, they have the Emmy for the guest acting award. I would just give it to Andy Serkis right now. The fact that they. I mean, no. He's they, they've had pictures that so no, they no, kept. I, it, I know like they that, kept it a secret for that's, a while. That's that he my was fault
0: in it. that I've seen that. And again, I don't know how that plays into things. Did but... you
3: hear
1: that he had to actually answer the question that he's not related? That character's not related to Snoke. Oh, yeah. so they did answer that. Okay. Yeah, he, he said. Well oh, he
3: well, they don't mention it in the show. No, but, but like
1: Andy Serkis in an interview said, "Look, I know, I know Star Wars. I know you're the fandom, and I know you know people like to connect the dots. He's not in he's any not way Snoke. Snoke.
3: He's not Snoke. He's not related to Snoke. Let's move on." But... <laughs> He he's so good, and I mean the show it, it dips into some of the stuff George Lucas was doing in THX one one three eight in certain scenes. I just I thought it I thought it was masterful, and I, I can't wait. Do
1: to you think it. it's? I don't think it's the best Star Wars show. I know a lot it's of people. They're just so different.
0: It it's hard to compare them but not, but, just okay, because being spoiled oh, for choice is not a bad thing.
3: Right. Be, just because like if like. If you want the swashbuckling stuff, you have Obi-Wan. If you want, like, the cool, like, armor and the gunfights and everything, you got Mando. This is more of, like, an adult, like, something like the Americans or something. This dude knows.
1: Yeah, and and that's what I I think It's great. Like, when someone would ask me about, you know, you like Andor, I was like, it's not my favorite, but I got more Star Wars stuff to watch. Glenn,
0: Glenn will get this, because the thing that Star Wars has been missing for a long time... Is that we only had the the original trilogy? Then we had this the the prequel trilogy. Star Trek has had several series, yeah. so you could pick yeah. and choose Star like your Wars favorite didn't cast. Have that. Yeah. Star Wars that now we have this huge tapestry that only existed in books before. All right, you're right, tapestry. And now we have this huge <laughs> tapestry. Now we have this huge like universe of of, of stories to pull from, and uh, it's kind of cool because like you, you again you have the things that you enjoy, like you, you gravitate towards this. Like I'll I'll give you an example. You you would think on paper that everyone who loved the Mandalorian should theoretically love the Boba Fett show, but like, I kind of wanted more Mando, unless well, the problem
1: Boba. with the Boba Fett show was
3: it, it was it was Mandalorian two point five. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem
1: like they they didn't go all in on Boba.
3: Right. Because honestly, my favorite episode of those three might actually be an episode of Book of Boba Fett, but it, it just because those three seasons they all kind of they're all together. Look, I mean, the bottom
1: line, like you know, uh, I I I can say, you know, there are different things. I mean, I, I, I fuck with you about The Last Jedi, but there are things I didn't like about it. And it's the same thing with these shows. That's like, the first I'm hearing of it. No, there, there are th- I, oh, I, I, I did not like the Canto stuff. Canto
3: didn't work, yeah.
1: And, but, I mean, like, I, I can also, like, say that I it's Star Wars, and, I, and I'm going to yeah. love and watch and enjoy all of it. And I may not have to love it all, but...
2: I'm just happy there's a new Star Yeah, Wars like
1: Yeah, I think it's great. And, I mean,
0: for the people who fuck with Disney, I mean, Disney does get some stuff wrong, but they get a lot of stuff right, so... Well, and and to, to that sentiment, again, like I'll, I'll always watch a Superman thing and give it a chance. Um, but I think there there's a – I'll be quite fairly honest with you. There's a lot of trauma for me from The Last Jedi, not because of watching it and how it ruined my childhood, but because of how people reacted to me not enjoying it. Like the, the reaction you get to just saying, oh, it, it wasn't my thing. Like even when we walked out of the movie, the reaction from you guys was like, you're fucking crazy! What the hell? Well, well, you are. Well, well, I
3: think it was more like, I mean, it was. I mean, we knew that before we went. To I don't. Th- see th- I don't think we were thinking you were crazy. I'm like, okay, tell me more, kind of thing. And we were no, walking. No, to- You, you literally told me like you're fucking crazy, man. And you yeah, turned that, away. I'm sure that's what I said, and I pushed you down into the rain. <laughs> you, you did. I, I, and then, and then I, Ryan was like, "You curbs the time. Ryan was like, yeah, sure. And yeah. so, like, it's but like, like even America, after, yeah. like, you even they said exactly when we recorded like America, the episode
0: America. when we reviewed it, like, I kind of was like. Painfully giving it a higher grade than I would give it now. Yeah, it was kind of funny how uh, we didn't we revisit your review. Like we did, and it also yeah, I revisited funny. the movie. I yeah. called John. I, I was like I'm going to watch it again. That was funny. That and was I cool. gave it another watch. That but was like, cool. you know, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of of was like, was trying to articulate like why you didn't like things. Yeah, you I, had people picking apart, and, and there were there was a mixture of two things. The thing you're saying is wrong based on these very scientific reasons, but also it's just a movie about space which is, and you shouldn't take it seriously. I'm like, well, you just gave me a fucking thesis. What, I like mean, when it gets to the out. end,
3: it's, it's it's art, and art is all subjective. Yeah, no, and there's and, sometimes,
1: like, I mean, I'm sure we've all had, seen, when we go on to see movies where we we didn't love it when we first mother. saw it, and then, like, when we watched it again, we're like, wait a minute, this wasn't as bad as I, I thought. Oh, that happens all the time. Right. Yeah. I've had the reverse happen, too. Yeah. yeah. Independence Day. You're wrong about that, too. It's no, a it's great fucking
3: movie. Just don't watch the second one. Oh, um, God.
1: I'm sorry, Glenn. I know you brought it up, but I would I don't I
0: don't bring up that movie around. You know it's too. a movie that just gets better every time I watch it? Mother. Son, son-in-law? No, uh, well, that too. It does. Um, <laughs> Thanksgiving, the 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 Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, that oh, is yeah. a great. That movie. is a good one. Vastly underrated film. Cool. So I would definitely recommend Andor. I mean, I recommend anything Star Wars. You may not love everything about the show, but it's definitely well, worth watching. Well, I haven't found a single... The series, I haven't found a single one I haven't liked. It. Boba Fett's probably the one I like the least. So, yeah, that's how I feel So let me it. just ask you, uh, of, of since Disney's taken over from the sequel trilogy to the shows, is it just
1: The Last Jedi that you didn't love? I mean, you like Rise of Skywalker, right? Uh,
0: uh, no. I, 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 Rise of Skywalker's not a good movie. But you, you liked it more
1: than The Last Jedi. I, I,
0: I, in, I had a better time watching it. Do you it think than that, than that they the should Last have Jedi. done
1: Duel of the Fates?
0: I think they should have. Honestly, after reading the, the treatment, that would have been a better it, it, way to go. I would think it's better follow. I think I
3: think it's hard to say because sometimes you read a script and it sounds really cool, but then when you film it, it it doesn't come out the Did same way. Did you see way. that they, somebody? It's uh, just because like we we've seen like like his. his I'm sure on paper, uh, his script for Jurassic World Dominion was probably amazing. True, and then we saw it, so it, it's just it's hard to say. If if also, you guys, uh, I'll
0: say this: after seeing like the recent things from Bob Iger's book. That makes me a little bit more upset because they basically like, he, he basically like tricked George. I, 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 Lucas. I, read, I read the book. I'm sure you did. Like, like he it, felt he felt bad, and he does. Like he he kind of talks about it. He's like, you know, I kind of basically told George a bunch of lies to get him to sell me. Lucas well, well, him. it
3: wasn't. It was like he won George Lucas wanted the same deal he did with Pixar, and he couldn't do it. Kind of they like, told him they were going to give it
0: to him, and then they, they and then were they like, could. Now nah, we're backing out of. Yeah, it. if you
1: guys ever want to like, there's a a, a Lego video, some fan-made of Duel of the Fates movie. It's quite awesome, actually. I can't believe somebody made this.
0: Honestly, the in retrospect, like again, what I what I, want, I know what I wanted out of that sequel trilogy. There was, there was This would have just made everything else it was one shot of just the original three characters on screen at once. That could have been in, in, in Force Awakens with Luke and Leia running and appearing to watch Han get killed. It, it, one scene is all I wanted. That 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 blend together. It's it's again. It's a torch passing, and I think they got it wrong too. Because there in the 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 director and the Jedi I saw a clip from it where they're talking about how uh, Mark Hamill just wanted to be the the Luke of this trilogy, but he's really the Obi Wan. I don't think that that's the case. Mark Hamill kind of just wanted to be more of a presence. Yeah, I don't I don't
1: I didn't want them to go that route either. Exactly. I don't I didn't want that either. Like, but I, what that I would have been too repetitive. From the original, well, it,
0: it is, but also like, what the people loved about The Force Awakens was how it felt a lot like the original Star Wars, and they felt that it was in good hands. And then like, it's not even doing something dramatically different because, um, again, we had Rogue One, which was dramatically different. Mm-hmm. It's going into uh, the territory where that deconstructionist view – and it, they'll play that clip over and over again of I want a movie where half the people hate it, half the people like it. He made that comment. And it, he kind of achieved it. It's visually a fucking beautiful film. It's gorgeous. You cannot fault a single frame of that film for how it looks. It's the cat. Like the the most interesting thing about that movie is the Kylo and, and Ray interactions. Mm. The Luke stuff they can throw by the fucking wayside. No, just, Majority of it they can throw by the wayside. I, I, I like the Luke stuff. I like the Luke stuff. It's the, the whole concept of green milk. People oh <laughs> people don't grow and oh. change and that's what, that's that's nothing to do with it. It's the fact that you have to show that there's a reason why they grew and changed, and there's no... I'm going to go to the phrase
3: you love, earn it. Let the past die. So let's talk about Andor. So we got Andor. Yeah, it's it it,
2: like 20 minutes about The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Andor
3: yeah. was... It's a spin-off of it's a Rogue Star Wars One. discussion.
1: You're going to go all over the place.
2: So but it doesn't go all over the place. It just, you know, just talk about The Last Jedi. Is, so, it's the same argument back and forth every yeah, time. So, really so, so, John, what... I'm sitting here watching football because I'm yeah, bored so, listening to the... So, yeah, John, softball. talk about Andor. Andor is, you know, it's, it's different from The Last Jedi, so, <laughs> yeah. It's um I thought it was very well done. I, I mean, it's it's cool that it's like it's Star Wars, but it's not really feel it doesn't really feel like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um uh I mean, if you like Rogue One and you like some of that the espionage stuff with it, I think you'll you'll really enjoy the show. Thought I thought that they normal. they
1: balanced that out. It's a tough like thing to do, right? To try and make it like you're talking about but then still you want it to be different than Star Wars but still make you feel like you're watching Star Which, Wars. Which and yeah. I will
3: say the one thing that this did well, I thought when it got to the point where all right, I want this to feel more like Star Wars. Either a ship would land or a droid would come out. Yeah, and kind of remind yeah. you. Yeah, but... that's
2: true.
1: And I will say, like, um, my reservations about the show, I, like, if I was grading it as I was watching it, it was probably about a seven. And then the finale pushed it to about an eight and a half to nine, because oh. the finale was awesome. But anyway. And I'm, I'm actually really happy that it was 12 episodes. I was like, yeah. Uh, what The Mandalorian is usually, what, like six? No, the Mandalorian's, Mandalorian's
0: ten. Is it ten? I mean, it's eight or ten. Yeah,
2: but I mean, I thought Diego Luna was awesome, and I mean, Stellan Skarsgård is shit. I mean, he was—he stole every scene he's in. Have you
0: seen something that Stellan Skarsgård is not good at? No, at? I, re- I really haven't. He had
3: the—he had one of the coolest Star Wars speeches when he talked about the, yeah. the whole. Um... You like know, when, when that guy when yeah. that guy said, "Well, what what have you lost?" kind of, or what have you given up? that Oh, oh yeah, on that platform. Yeah. You know, and they're on that little platform, in the in that's the that's like
2: the second last episode, or maybe the yeah. third Cause last episode, because they
3: go into like kind of the underbelly of Coruscant. Yeah. And... Did you notice that like there was a huge cast from Chernobyl that was mm-hmm. in
1: Andor, like a bunch of pe- actors from Chernobyl yeah. are in Andor. Right, but um,
3: you think in season two we get some Bothans? I mean, I hope so, because they traumatized Mon Mothma. We get to meet Manny Bothans.
0: <laughs> Manny Bothans? Is that his name? Yeah, that's his just, name. It's just one guy. It's it's just his, name's, his name's Manny. Manny Bothans, man. Man, man, Manny Bothans died. Manny
3: Bothans <laughs> died to get me this.
0: <laughs> hey, I got your plans. Let
1: me, let me tell you something. If there's one guy, that is, oh my god, that we would be a, genius if they did that. If,
3: if it was Manny Bothans. We need to Probably write the some, show.
1: Some dude who used to who, bang man, Mon Mothma. <laughs> Whose name is Manny. Manny, M- Manny Mothman. That,
0: that's brilliant. I love that. Manny Bothans. That's why she's so dejected. That's exactly. Manny Bothans died. <laughs> give me this information. This guy that I loved One so much. One guy smuggled the stuff.
3: He put it up his ass. <laughs> that's right. Christopher Walken yeah. comes up. Yeah. Oh my god, he could be Manny Bothans. Yeah, Christopher Walken's Manny. He died of dysentery. Give me the plan. We just wrote season two Andor, damn it. We just wrote season two. I hid these plans up my ass. <laughs> right now, Disney
1: execs are scrambling. How did they fucking figure out Fuck.
3: our <laughs> yeah. Fuck. He died a <laughs> died. He died of <laughs> dysentery. <laughs>
0: yeah, he does. Manny boffins died, oh, oh, died of dysentery. give me the plans. already wrote it. So I got a, a, a phone call, a text message from my dad going, "Have you watched Tulsa King?" The answer is, I have not. <laughs> but poor you. Some people here have watched the Tulsa King.
1: I had seen a lot of commercials for it. Um but I didn't really pay attention to them. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I watched one and I watched the first. one. John uh, texted me that I should check it out.
2: We watch. Well, Karen and I watch Yellowstone, and because it's like a Paramount Plus thing, every single time it goes to commercial on uh, on Yellowstone, Tulsa King. Wait, Yellowstone's Marshall. on
0: Paramount Plus now. It's the, the, the old. The, the older ones are, so. but it's
2: all made by Paramount. It comes on the Paramount okay. Network. Well,
1: you know the the guy who made Tulsa King. Like was a co-creator yeah, of Yellowstone. Yeah, Tyler Sheridan. Yeah, yeah. It was, who Tyler, did, it was. I did not realize is the guy the cop from Sons of Anarchy.
3: Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, the the two ones that did. Um, it's Taylor Sheridan and Terrence Winter who did this promise.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, this show is about um Sylvester Stallone's character. I don't remember his name. Dwight um, Manfredi. That's it. <clears throat> he's been in prison for twenty five years for murder. Um, and he's just been released. And he's expecting, you know, to get home and have a poly
3: Walnuts type wel- welcoming from The Sopranos with. And did you get the feeling that maybe he didn't kill these people, but he went down to protect somebody else? Don't really know. It's sort of a I know, but y- y- yeah, y- you kind of get that. You kind of get that feeling. Um, but uh,
1: you know, he's expecting like a wine, whiskey, and who is party, and that's not what he gets when he comes home. He basically gets thrust into this big meeting with his family. And they kind of when like, you say
3: family, you don't mean his actual blood family. No,
1: right? no it's the, the family. The family. All right. And he's basically sort of told that, you know, times have changed, um, business is tough, and they just don't have spots for him. They they don't have anything he can do, and he's kind of pissed. And they tell him basically, look, the best what we're going to do is we're going to send you to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he's like, Tulsa. He's like, you serious? What, the fuck, do, uh, is, what is the, fuck the fuck is ice Tulsa? I used to stoole, he literally dude. says, what the fuck is Tulsa? And somebody says, it's a city in Oklahoma. I
3: know it's a fucking city
1: in Oklahoma. That's exactly what he's like. <laughs> but uh, he's basically told to just go out there. There's It's wide open for the mafia. And they tell him to plant the flag for the family out there. Now, here's my only complaint about the show. That meeting, how contentious it is in the beginning, it just sort of like flips instantly where he's like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. And I was just like, why is he agreeing, like, so quickly like that? Because, I mean,
2: he's got – what else is he going to do? I
1: don't know. It's just the way that it was – and I actually watched it twice just to make sure I wasn't crazy. It, it does sort of like – like, they're having the discussion about how he's pissed about having to go out there. And the boss tells tell him, you're going to have to kick up 5000 a week. And he's like, yeah, all right, sure. And then he just goes. And it's just like, wait, that's it? Like, I don't know. It was just kind of odd the way they filmed that scene. But – uh he gets out there and you know meets an interesting cast of characters. And I told this to John. What I love most about this show is the tone of it. It's it's dramatic without being too serious. It's funny without being stupid. Like there's parts where you're laughing. There's parts where it's like, ooh, that's kind of, you know. I really love the and Stallone's performance is hilarious. It's he's kind of like a fish out of water being gone for twenty five years, but not
3: stupid about it. It's more like yeah, he's stuck. 25 years yeah, ago yeah and late. it's more
1: like tell me what to do to adapt and i'll do it like like a perfect question he's 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 riding in a car with somebody and i forgot what they were discussing and he's like man it would be great if we could just look this up right now and the guy's like oh, are you fucking serious he's like we've got the phone right here and he's like oh.
3: and it was just a yeah he, yeah he's been on or the, the day thing day. where he wanted the the late the the desk clerk to call him a cab and she's like well we don't have a whole lot yeah. of cabs here we'll just get you an uber well how do i do that hmm. yeah
2: um and, I mean, there's another scene where he talks about he needs a credit card for stuff, and he's like, I don't want to get a credit card for an application. And the guy's like, well, you can go to a bank and just get a, a debit card and just put some cash in it. And he goes, well, let's do that. And um, it's like he's you know, he's adaptable. And I, I
1: love his relationship with his driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, um, yeah. That's, I know you, you've only watched one episode. It actually gets – And actually, uh, John, I don't think you've seen a third episode. It's it, it, it even more in detail with how much he really likes this kid and, and, and cares about him.
0: Well, Ryan, you know what are some other projects that Taylor Sheridan has done? He was the writer of Hell or High Water. Which I never saw. You should watch that. It's on my... He was the writer of Wind River. Oh. And he was the writer of Sicario. That's a
2: dark man.
3: The the those S- are da- all... like I love S- all S- those Dado. projects.
0: And
2: yeah. he was also the big muscular, uh, you know, what was he, the Irish mob guy in Veronica
3: Mars. Yeah. Yeah. The fighting Fitzpatricks. That's right. Yeah. Um, I love this show. Like, I
1: can't wait to keep watching it. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, it, it's it's a mo- it, It's got like elements of like My Blue Heaven, but not being like as comical. But you're, as you're right movie.
3: about oh, how like that makes me want to watch it. But you know, you're right. How it's like, it's funny, but it's not a comedy, right? Like, like, like Martin Starr. Well, I mean, he, that's there's a problem. With yeah, it like yeah. That. I mean, but it was, like Martin Starr, he's really funny, in it. like, but yeah. his but his character would act like that. Yeah, and um, he plays a guy named Bodie. <laughs> Which is hilarious, and, and I
2: love that they they point out like they, he says his character is seventy five years old, and you're like you're like there's no way this guy, be... but Sylvester Sloan is seventy six years old yeah. right now, and he's jacked
1: because he's still on. he's still on. he's
2: shredded like a Julian. And, I, and I,
1: I, I will say this again to this day, like a lot of people like give Stallone shit because I I don't even know where it came from. I guess because he picked a lot of dumb action movie roles, you know that he was part of. But like, if you really want to see how good of an actor he is, I always tell people watch the movie Oscar Oscar. You can see how he can handle comedic roles, and his acting is on point in that movie. Oh, like Copland.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, Copland. Copland. Copland, Copland You know what? Copland and Oscar. You know, you got your the heavy drama, the heavy comedy.
2: I mean, the first Rocky.
1: Uh, Yeah. Again,
3: like I think people just sort of like. Actually, if you're gonna, I would say watch his performance in Creed.
2: Mm, yeah. because
3: that's the first one like he didn't write it he direct, all he did was act he just it. acted in
2: it and he got nominated I've never for seen
3: either Creed so I'm gonna have to check that out but um you've seen all Expendables movies
1: right no oh, Ryan. I should... saw bits and pieces of the first one you
2: should definitely watch the first two the third one yeah.
1: and four is gonna be out soon but uh yeah I, I, I love Tulsa King I'm glad John told me to watch it and I just happened to put it on just for a minute and like it really grabs you really quickly it does you know, it's, it's, I thought it was a very good show
3: on Paramount Plus,
0: well, a series not on Paramount Plus, but that has found its end after several seasons, is The Walking Dead.
2: The Walking Dead—it finally came to an end after all this time. I'm not gonna really get in too much into it, but I mean, it was—it was a good ending, and it had, um, it did have closure for a lot of characters. There was one relatively major death at the end. I'm not gonna say who it is, um, but they played it out very well, and they ended the story for a lot of characters. But there's also gonna be the numerous, the Negan and Maggie show, the Daryl show, the Michonne and Rick show i mean it's you know it's yeah a lot of spin spin-offs. spinoffs. they're not doing and for whatever reason the daryl spinoff is in paris yeah i don't know how he i don't know if he rides well, his motorcycle to france or what well,
3: I, well you think that Vessi has the wings actually flat like, maybe so maybe well flies? and i haven't been watching like
1: again hurricane ida ruined my continuation of walking dead because my recording stopped on my dvr but i'm gonna uh re-binge them in, on netflix but um i heard that At some point that they find out that the virus may have originated in Paris or in France.
2: I don't remember hearing that. I don't know. I could have just missed it but or was I, that in Fear of the Walking Dead? Could have been. In fear I don't know, him.
1: but I, I heard that that's it was established that the the Virus Mayhem. Well there, come
2: there from was, was also that other show where there was what was like, um I forget what it even was called. Oh, it. oh the with teams. the kids. Yeah. Yeah, the kids in it and it was the awful. World of
1: Walking Dead or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there
2: but there was a lot of scientists in that. So that very well may be where it was and, and in that.
1: I think that's why he goes there. Now how he gets there,
3: I don't know, but um he just he just like rides his grease. So across I mean if if Matthew McConaughey can get To England in *Rain of Fire. What a dump.
1: (laughs) So, uh, let me ask you. I I didn't watch the finale, but ever since he left, I've been waiting for Rick's return. Like, how was it?
2: It's not really. He doesn't return to the. They show Rick in it, but he doesn't return to the group. Oh, shit. No. It's like it's a it's a it's a teaser for his show. So he
1: never meets his daughter again. No. Oh, fuck. Damn.
2: No. Rick and Michonne do not show up in, in the group at the end of this movie. They show up, like. So
1: Michonne the... found him, but never
0: took not, him back. Not exactly. She uh, still according to had... what I've heard about the, she the... hasn't found him yeah. yet. Oh, okay.
2: She it starts off. She's looking for Rick. It's it's what's still happening, and um, she's dressed like a samurai almost, and riding some riding a horse and killing all kind of people.
1: So have you been watching continuously?
2: Yeah, pretty so much. You've been,
1: so you finished. So you watched yeah. it all, and you were satisfied with the end.
2: Yeah, it was satisfying. In I mean, you know, it's.
1: I, I hadn't been watching it. I, I I've, I've been reading online, and people have been criticizing The Walking Dead for years. But from most of what I read, most people really loved this finale. I thought it was pretty good.
2: It was a good finale, but I mean, the past season was like it wasn't the worst that the show has ever been, but it was definitely not the best the show has ever been because okay. it has been it had... peaks and valleys. Peaks yeah, and valleys, yeah. definitely. Um, and I mean, there was a the character that was like the main villain was this woman who was. The governor of the Commonwealth, and I mean, you know how that goes. It's yeah. it's a
0: governor. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm
2: just yeah. like whatever. I'm actually looking forward to uh, coming with the rest of
1: the do season. You, well, do Netflix.
0: you think? if there weren't all these spinoffs that it maybe would have been a better? Yeah,
2: because you wouldn't have known. I mean, it was like all these characters that are major
0: characters, and you're like, all right, I don't know. Do you feel to die. like it kind of like wrote them into some corners too? Because
2: it
1: reminded me of well, like based on what I've read, like like the Friends finale, I thought was great, except for Joey's story arc just because he had a spinoff coming after the mm-hmm. show it just didn't wrap up his story so it didn't it i feel like that that's probably what he's talking about like like we needed to see more i i feel like there should have been more of a conclusion with negan and maggie especially and, we,
2: and there is a there is a quite a bit of conclusion with them but the, it will be a continuation gotcha. of story i mean there's there's some stuff that they end up having to do together in the in the show and um one thing that I was actually really happy with is there was a lot towards the end. A, there was a lot of Eugene, which was good. Ah, nice. And it was like he was still talking like Eugene talked, so it was still kind of funny. But it was very serious stuff, and he was in a lot of predicaments, and mm-hmm. and they were a lot of them were trying need to save mullet. him.
0: Some big predicaments, and yeah. I, I, I feel that I need to wear yeah. my a little bit more. Nice. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, eventually, I plan to go on and, and yeah. watch the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly.
1: The last season is still not on Netflix. Not not the one that just finished,
0: but the one before I, that. I wonder how much of that has to do with AMC Plus, too. Like, oh, you're pro- oh, I wonder if
1: that's they're not going to release it on Netflix. The other seasons are there on Netflix. I don't
0: know. Everything's going to stream
1: now. Everything's. It has I mean, just get, get to when
2: you're ready to watch it and then just pay for a month of it on AMC Plus and just binge yeah, it. And- style.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that. I know. I probably will. But I just honestly thought it was going to eventually just be on Netflix like the rest of the series.
0: We'll see. All right. Um, but another series that reached the end of its first season, and John and I have both watched this, is Interview with a Vampire.
2: Man, oh man!
0: It, when you talk about like, if you're not watching this show, this is the one that like, I, I'm I'm so pleasantly surprised by how good this show is. Yeah. Um, I apologize that I've fallen behind on. No, I mean, I, I think you'll. I, I, I'm I can't wait to see how you feel at the end of it.
2: And again, like we we talk about how how great this guy is at playing Lestat. He's just he's so good at Lestat, but. The the person that I just can't get past because in the mo- I never read the books and in the movie all we had was Christian Slater who wasn't mm. in it much but mm-hmm. Eric Bogosian is so good in oh this yeah show. his it's Daniel not, Malloy is not really
1: important in the books
2: but his character well, in the well, show no
1: well, and because I, I was about to say I just in the interview with the vampire he's not important yeah he eventually becomes important and it
2: was nothing not a complaint about Christian Slater's character but it just it wasn't much of a character in the in the movie in and the I kind of like
0: we talked about this but I like kind of what they did with the fact that like. He's very much in the 70s, the Christian Slater character. Yeah. But this is – kind of takes it a step further by making him – like, I'm now a grizzled old man.
1: Yeah. You know, one of my favorite parts of the series that I saw up to that point was the dinner that Louis had arranged for him. That was phenomenal directing and just the way – where he was eating, just the
0: uncomfortable, like, elegance of the whole thing. It was really cool the way they did it. Um. There's a lot of stuff that people who love the Vampire Chronicles series are going to love about you know, everything in the remaining episodes that you haven't seen, as well as the finale, um, including some big revelations. But what's, uh, what's further surprising is uh, some of the, the, the nods they give to other characters in the series that you don't really know in Interview with the Vampire, but I am overwhelmed by Claudia as a character. She's
2: great in the show.
0: I mean, the the decisions they made to slightly age her up and to kind of have the same issue. Like, that's this a, girl plays it really well. It's a tough. That's tough to follow, Kristen. Oh, Dunce. And it really is. Um, that's and it. even Kristen Dunce was aged up a little bit because the character in the books is like six years old. Really? And yeah. And what was she
2: about ten in the in the, in the movie? Probably, about yeah. ten, yeah. And she's what about sixteen? She's
0: fourteen, 14 in the, the show. I. I uh... I hope
1: they eventually get to Tale of the Body Thief, which is one of my favorite novels, yeah. which has never been explored in film or TV. And
0: honestly, I think that's kind of where they're going because uh, I don't want to give too, too much away, but like, there's a natural progression. It's seven episodes this season. Do you think the next season will be still titled Interview with the Vampire? Are they yes. Gonna, so they're not going to call it like Queen of the Damned
1: Vampire. No, Lost I God. mean, I, I guess they would just call it the Vampire is, Chronicles because so. they're not finished with Interview with the Vampire. Well, that's what I, right. I sort of mean. Like, do you think they they change it? Based
0: on the... On I mean, the, I'm not, they could call it Interview with the Vampire in part two or something. Yeah. I okay. But oh. I, I think the next season you'll get, you know, the second half of Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. I mean, they I, honestly, this is expertly executed. I Like, any reticence ahead... Because, again, you, you know, you're talking about things you really love and, and slight changes to it. And that's what... Like, we talked about fandom earlier. But, like, you get very possessive of the things you enjoy. And, like, I, you know, there's some skepticism. But if you keep the spirit of things and the spirit yeah, I, of these I, books is so clear in this show. It's a phenomenal series. What I saw, I believe Anne Rice would have been proud of this show. Well, she had a lot to do with it and I think Christopher Rice has kind of said that he gives it his, his kind of stamp of approval. Awesome. But I, I This is the Lestat I know she's always wanted.
1: Yeah, that's like her big thing was trying to
0: put Lestat on. I mean, you, you kind of know why too, right? No. Because she based Lestat off of her husband. No, I didn't know that. So Lestat, her, her husband Stan who uh, was the first person she, she was a, grew up a Catholic. L- L- Stan. <laughs> Well, actually she got the name Lestat from Lestan. Um so basically she meets the you know, like him and he just like he, he just came to life. All that same like challenging attitude that bratness was a lot of what Stan was, and she like she grew up a Catholic and she meets this guy who's an atheist and it challenged all her preconceptions. So she said Louis was very much her. Uh, well, the daughter cool. that they lost was very much uh Claudia, and then, you know, basically you had uh you know, Lestat was, was, was her husband. Um, and, and you, you kind of see, like, you, you see it in the second book especially. Like, and you remember in, in The Vampire Lestat, he's a very different character from what Louis perceives him to be.
1: Yeah, I think people don't realize that, like, these
0: Louis are— Louis lied, yeah, too. Yeah, these
1: stories are told
0: from someone's point of view. So, yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions about what they're saying. Um, I, I there's, there's one particular thing about the last couple episodes that I'm hoping to see that— uh, What's your reaction to it? Okay, is. I
1: can't wait to watch I'm, I'm, I'm it. I'm so I, fucking excited. I, I don't know how. I, I just, you know, it's it's again. We talked about this before. You know, we have kids. Sometimes we just can't put stuff on, um, and it's the holiday times. Like I've been like watching a lot of holiday stuff with my kids, so I don't I don't send them to bed right now.
0: <laughs> well, um, now we have to mourn uh, someone that we lost, and this one uh, we had the, a discussion pre-show about this, but Jason David Frank. Um,
3: Passed
0: away. The Green Ranger, away,
3: then, the, green then Ranger. Then the White Ranger, um, also a Black Ranger, and two. Uh, two he was kind of, of the the the, 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 uh, the constant. was he in every iteration of Power Rangers? Almost? He wasn't.
0: In, he wasn't in every iteration, but he's been a, probably around the. He's the most
3: associated with it, and I think that because he even had a cameo in that movie that I really didn't like. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. then he kind of him and him Jamie and Joe Johnson, Jamie right? Joe Johnson, they kind of look up in the crowd. Well,
0: yeah. What I tell you is that like his uh, his character, like Power Rangers, was a was a show that people really enjoyed. His debut as the Green Ranger really cemented it, and I think the people like we were talking about that earlier. If we had been kids around that time or like just adolescents, I was probably two or three years away from from where Power Rangers would have been massively important to me. Yeah, I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, I remember when I was a kid, this was Voltron, right? But yeah, and then like you you said it earlier, but like going to those comic cons and seeing the impact he had on people, and to see how how much he cared about his fans, he loved his fans. That was he was such a like. Every interaction that I had with him, even ancillarily at those cons, he was just a really stand-up guy
3: and, and, and it, really like well-loved by people. Yeah. And, I mean, you could just definitely tell like how much he cared about his fans, because he would just sit there and talk for— Yeah. Like, it wasn't one of those—because, you know, we got, we've we been to a lot of those cons, and some of the celebrities— not that this is necessarily a bad thing, they're trying to keep their line moving. Yeah. And him, he just sort of sat there, and he wanted to meet people, it seems, especially and, his— people that, you know, his fans.
0: More than that, like, you know,
3: you, you and I have dealt with a
0: lot of different people who've kind of, like, wanted to break away from the being typecast as the characters right. they were, and he kind of never shied away from it. He knew what, like, yep. I'm famous because of this, and this is, I, I'm going to get the most out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I see, like, with, like, Matt Smith. Matt Smith kind of didn't want to be pigeonholed as Doctor Who, but, like, Matt Smith's talent has kind of transcended things, and I think Jason David Frank, like, his uh, his talent as a human being... that makes any sense
1: really kind of cemented him
0: i can just I, i did not
1: watch a single episode of mighty Morphin power rangers and when i first heard that he passed away of course i was like oh that's terrible but like i didn't think much of it then i went on social media and i saw like one or two people posted like some you know respectful little r.i.p things and i was like oh that's nice and i logged off a couple hours later i get back on social media like you do and i'm like three or four more people posted and i'm like what the hell's going on and i get back on it's like I, I was shocked how important this guy was to a lot of people. Like, they were really broken up about him passing away. That that, that speaks a lot to the
0: kind of guy he was. I mean, for a lot of people, like, honestly, like, when Leonard Nimoy passed, you like, know. I felt that like... This is for pe- some people, that's their Leonard Nimoy. I, it may or mean, like when Carrie Fisher passed. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's kind of the same thing. Like, that. that you know how much you, you felt rocked?
1: I still feel rocked
0: about Carrie Fisher. I, I do, too. I think people for a long time are going to feel this way. And, I, you know... Part of me like hopes that, and I think he he maybe got a sense of it. But like Jason David Frank, I hope he knew how much his fans loved him. I hope he did too. Yeah. because like it, it's it, the tremendous outpouring that Ryan's talking about, even from someone who doesn't know. I mean, it made local news. Like like people were talking about it on the local news. You saw it from every possible right. feed. It's kind of bombarded. And I think about every time someone sees that headline, they 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 see their hero die again, and it's a it's a little bit harder. So I again I hope that there's some. For his family, especially too.
3: Yeah, um, and and, and to it, die so young. Yeah, his family and his friends. Yeah, he was what forty nine. Yeah, yeah, that was young. Yeah, I mean, I mean he was. We're in our forties, like. Yeah, I mean he was into a lot of MMA and so. But like I so said, every time we saw him in the Comic Con, he was always very happy and talking to anyone that wanted to to meet him. And well, and, I mean
0: our friend Damon that does the the artwork at the, the Comic Con, like he he had a very good relationship with him. Yeah. He introduced him to all the other Rangers and. and you know, I, I think about like that tremendous personality. I mean, yeah. that, that's what really draws people in. It, it it takes you more from just being a character. I think of Mark Hamill too. Yeah, like Mark Hamill and the way that he reaches out to fans and yeah. and, and jokes around with them,
3: or like how um, you know Chris Pratt would go to those oh yeah the hospitals dressed like Star Lord, and yeah, it's it's you, you you could tell the ones that are just doing it for the paycheck and the ones that generally care. And You're right. he seemed like he was one that generally cared. Absolutely. And it's 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 a it's a sad day that you know he's 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 no longer with us.
0: You'll be missed here at The Village. And now it's time to nominate this week's awesome village. Gentlemen, who are your nominees and why? Um, I am going to nominate
2: Sylvester Stallone Whoa. for Tulsa King.
1: <laughs> you
0: serious? Um,
1: he did that movie recently on Amazon, um, Samaritan.
2: Samaritan, oh, here we go. Which is not a great movie, but it's fun. But it's, uh, he, was he was good at it.
1: And, uh, again, I... I, I I constantly talk about how I feel like he's just underrated as a, a director, Ain't a filmmaker, dream. an actor. He's a good actor. Like, uh, I know he did, like, you know, Rambo 3 and Rocky 5, but in between that, you know, there was First Blood, there
3: was Oscar, there was... I all, mean, Michael well, Caine, that Jaws, the Revenge. Yeah, well, but
0: also, like, like <laughs> let me ask you about this, Ryan. Um, his relationship with Schwarzenegger and, like, their, their little rivalry, which I think they, we had a lot of good things out of that rivalry, but I, I would compare his, like... Struggle for... Uh, legitimacy. Related, legitimacy, exactly. That's a great word for it. It mirrors Schwarzenegger's in a lot of ways because I've seen great performances from, from Arnold as well, like stretching his abilities.
1: Yeah, um,
0: I get that. And I think both Arnold and, and
1: Sylvester Stallone understand we can make movies like The Expendables, but then there's also room to do other stuff. Like Arnold did that movie, I can't remember the name of it, where he played that uh, the, the bereaved father... Whose family? Uh, his family died on that uh, collateral plane. Collateral damage? No, not collateral damage. I'll show you fucking collateral damage.
2: That movie was bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, apparently, they're they they actually had a real life rivalry the two
0: oh, of no, them. Oh no, I know. Like Schwarzenegger used to purposefully like say he was going after roles so that I, I didn't know that Stallone that it was, would go after them and he would be like, haha. I, I, I that movie. Well, I, well, Apparently,
3: that that's the whole reason Stallone did Stop and my mom shoot. shoot. Yeah.
0: Like I, I honestly just
3: thought
1: that they were always friends, because I just remember them doing a, making Planet Hollywood together with Bruce Willis. I didn't know they were actually rivals. We but, stand
0: between us because we hate each other.
1: <laughs> but um, Tulsa King, so far, it's only three episodes so far. I don't even know how many episodes are going to be in this sure. first season, but um, they come out every Sunday, which is kind of odd, I guess. That's when The Sopranos came out. Well, I mean, like it's Sunday morning. Like I, I was at work at three in the morning, and it was available. And I'm like, okay, right, we'll watch a new Tulsa King. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I love the show. Uh, I see a lot of potential with where they could go with it, mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking forward to
2: seeing what, what comes next. All right, all right. I'm gonna nominate Eric Bogosian from Interview with the Vampire just because he. We just we just talked about why. Uh, yeah, I. I've, I mean, did you guys ever see that movie he did called? I think it was called Talk Radio.
0: I didn't, and I've heard he, great things well, about it. It's so, fantastic. After watching Succession too. He's amazing he's, in, he's succession. in succession. He's in he's, succession. He's in Secession. i got to watch
1: that. Y'all keep talking it's about a, it's, a, it's a great
0: show. Show. He's not
2: a major character, but he's in it for like a, a, one of the seasons. But, it,
0: but it, it's, it's further... like yeah. it, as, as little as his presence is felt, and that's what hit that actor... He's a character actor at a lot like uh, Robert Forster. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's fantastic he's, in Under Siege 2. Under Siege 2, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you at all.
2: He tells Steven Seagal that he can't stop that computer program and Seagal just shoots the computer. What you head. have
0: to do is push the bullet through and the computer. And he's got very, like... Scary,
1: piercing eyes. He does. He could be a vampire.
3: Mm-hmm. We don't even know it.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm gonna nominate Andy Serkis. Um, we talked about Andor, Who's and that guy. I mean, his career has been all over the place, but I think I'm I'm so glad. And Andor people are starting to realize like he's not just the mo- mocap guy. He's actually a very good actor, and what he did for his stint in Andor, like his last three words shook me. And like it's just, it's it's amazing what he did with this character. He that, said, that balls forever. That, that 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 kind of seemed like a throwaway character, but it just everything he did with the that the arc in Andor impressed me from the from the get go. So I'm gonna go with uh, Andy Serkis this week.
0: And I'm going to nominate one Christopher Hemsworth. Um After watching this uh, this Limitless series, even before that, like he's just a really cool guy, uh, but also. Uh, if someone's going to teach you science and you need a Bill Nye, Christopher Hemsworth's not the bad person to teach that to you. Um, it really, like, this whole series, honestly, as someone who's getting older, you know, my hair's starting to fall out and all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, it's kind of funny to see someone who has all these advantages really care about, like, your, your legacy and longevity. I mean, you guys have, you know, have ki- we all have kids, and, uh, and you think about, you kind of think about that from time to time, what you're going to leave behind. And being able to extend that or even preserve memory. One thing I'm, I'm absolutely afraid of is, is, is losing my mind. And, yeah. you know, that's the thing that he kind of addresses here. He talks about what, you know, what are your memories and what makes you you. And I think to examine this and to, to have people that normally wouldn't look at these subjects look at it because Chris Hemsworth is there, it's kind of cool to use your celebrity for something like that. So he is my nominee. So, gentlemen, if you have to vote for someone other than your own, who would it be and why? And why is it Eric Pagosian?
1: Um, I was well, interested. I was gonna say, um, you know, I'm voting for Hemsworth. Andy Circus is is great. I mean, Hemsworth is beautiful. I would love to touch him, <laughs> but uh, I think Eric Bergoglian, like, um, he, he's one of these guys who um, he's sort of like just taking
0: for granted how good he is. I agree. So I'm gonna go with him. Eric Bergoglian for me as well.
2: I was gonna go Andy Circus.
0: So Eric, come interview us. You some bitch. How
1: do you spell his last name?
3: Uh, B O G O S I A N. Um, honestly, I, I
0: kind of really would love him to come and just be his character and and pick us apart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without a writer, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, his performances, yeah, we can't say enough good things about him. We should do a whole show on his performances and and give him a win loss record, rhyme. We could try. I don't know how how much of his movies we have seen. Not so even movies. We did about TV performances. True. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why not? All right. Well, remember, there are many ways to find us Anchor Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, a host of other platforms. And as always, you can find us on the theawesomevillage.com. But when you listen to us, you do help us out. This has been Greg, Brian, John, Golan. We'll, we'll see you next week.